coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We sell tickets to that event and we all get like a small plate of appetizers to taste Mm -hmm. as included with the ticket price. So you get for more than your money of the ticket, you're getting to taste all these different little appetizers. So you get a little preview of their menu. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we still encourage them to, you know, buy alcohol, drinks and, and food, of course. It's not meant to fill them up, but it's meant to give you a little overall taste of the menu. You don't have to encourage us to buy alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Chef's tables, there's pop-up restaurants, and there's dining in the dark. Hmm. It's a very interesting concept. Is it like a reality show? (laughs) (laughs) Stick your finger in here and tell me what it is. (laughs) Paired up uh, or partnered with a local restaurant called uh, Cilantro British Market and Cafe. And they... Lori loves that name. I wouldn't be going there. <laughs> Are you not British or don't like British stuff? No, or? it's cilantro. Oh, okay. Well, it's spelled with an S. Oh. It's kind of a... We're going to do a dining in the dark event with you and give you broccoli. <laughs> I will unfollow you. <laughs> Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Thomas Miller. Thomas does restaurant reviews of local independent eateries just like us, but from the Treasure Coast area. At the top of the show, we have Abby with her recipe for St. Louis spare ribs with Hasselback cantaloupe. We We have have a great great show, so stick around. around. Dat's Restaurant in downtown St. Pete not only has some of the tastiest food, they're also unique and creative. They're the home of comfort food with flair, a foodie wonderland filled with bacon, cheese, and house-made breads. I love their shrimp and grits, which made our top 10 list. The trick is they use cream cheese and an Indian makani sauce. They also have a bunch of great burgers that use certified Angus beef. And two that they're famous for are the Cheesy Todd, where instead of a bun, you have two bacon jalapeno mac and cheese buns, and then the Double D, where you have two whole glazed donuts instead of a hamburger bun. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I love the spaghetti in meatball, ginormous meatball stuffed with spaghetti inside the meatball, then served on top of more pasta. They also have tacos, fish and chips, meatloaf, pulled pork, grouper sandwich, salmon, a great steak salad, and tons more. They've got a huge location with lots of outdoor seating, and the inside is as spacious as it gets, great for social distancing. They're right in the heart of downtown St. Pete on the very first block of the famed Central Avenue, 180 Central Avenue. Their website is datstampa.com, and on Facebook you can find them at Dats 
for foodies. Check out Dats in downtown St. Pete. As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media. You know, the Tampa NPR folks. Every Thursday, host Dahlia Cologne shares everything from food history to the best restaurants you haven't tried. There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene. The key lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called limeys when they found out that they put it in the barrels of water to get rid of that brackish well water taste, they uh, didn't get scurvy anymore. So they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics, so they took the seeds and planted them. So that's how we ended up with key limes down here. We invite you to listen to The Zest on your favorite podcast app or at thezestpodcast.com. Tell Tell them St. Pete Foodie sent you. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oates has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Please welcome, with our monthly recipe, straight from the St. Pete Foodies Test Kitchen, Abby Allen. Welcome, Abby. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. So we're still on Zoom this week, but we're so excited that next month you will be coming in live. Yes. Yes. Finally, a year and what, a year and a couple of months later it's been? Yeah, it's really weird. We're going to be testing the uh, system today, the new system for me to buzz people in the the front door of the building. I don't know if it works or not because it's new. We never used it yet. So, uh, oh yeah, you haven't had guests yet. It makes sense, right? Well, we've had a couple. Right. We've got uh, yeah, but today's the first buzz in. Yeah, that today's the first buzz in. Day. So, speaking of buzzing in, <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank Roland Oats for sponsoring the recipe segment, and all of our ingredients came from Roland Oats, of course. They are a locally owned organic food market where you can get the highest quality ingredients for cooking at home. And they also have delicious prepared foods for when you're on the run or don't feel like cooking. And they are, I think, over 26 years old now. Yeah. And they're approaching 27. Like 26 and a half. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So since it's June, 
and we're going to be getting a grill soon. Kevin is so excited about Yay. that grill. <laughs> Since Lori's moving to a townhome and she'll have a little backyard. So, yeah. So what do we have for June, Abby? Well, we're, we're, we're grilling if we, if we have a grill, but if not, like me, we're, we're using the oven. But we're in the, in the wheelhouse of grilling, and we're going to be making some St. Louis-style spare ribs with, yeah. Yeah, with Hasselback cantaloupe um, that's stuffed with mozzarella and some basil. Ooh. So I always like to pair my meals. Um, you have something heavy like ribs, tie in something a little on the fresher side, lighter side, you know, well, often if we have a dish, you know, I'll try to incorporate a salad or just so you have a little bit of break in your palate. Right. So, Coleslaw or something like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's a nice like, contrast. Yeah. 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 And then the cantaloupe too, at least in Florida, it is in season a lot um, now and during June, you'll see it too. So why not take advantage of that? Of course. Totally. And um, as far as the ribs, you know, I was surprised when Kevin told me that they had the spare ribs, which couldn't believe. And you know what? They, I, they, they're Neiman Ranch and they're great quality. Nice. Um, yeah. And the way we prepare these, because I too, I live in an area where I don't have a grill, we will do them in the oven. And it's pretty easy to achieve the nice off the bone, you know, kind of flavor with the meat and all of that. And it's easy to eat. But the only difference you get with a grill, you get a little more flavor, you get some smoke and things like that. Mm -hmm. So the way I recommend doing this recipe is 300 in the oven with your dry rub, put on your, um, put it in the, put in the oven, let it go for like two, two and a half hours, and then finish it with the sauce under the broiler. So it gets nice and, you know, caramelized nice. and such. But if you have a, a grill, I would definitely recommend throwing them on the grill to, for that last like 10 minutes. Um, but it's, it's an easy, easy recipe. I mean, a lot of times people think that ribs are something that's time consuming. I mean, sure. They take a couple hours to cook, but it starts with a nice spice rub, a great barbecue sauce, um, which I usually use my own, but Rolling Oats has so many great options as far as organic sauces and things like that are concerned. going to skip that step and, you know, opt for one of their sauces. So mm -hmm. I really like Annie's Organics. That's what I chose. But which, which one is it again? Annie's Organics. Annie's Organics. Mm -hmm. So they actually, you know, have a lot of salad dressings and, you know, products like that. I was so surprised when I saw the barbecue sauce. So it's fabulous. It's a nice medium temperature, not too spicy, not too smoky. So that's what I opted for with that route. And then the melon, it's simple. Cantaloupe, some mozzarella, some basil, some flaky salt, maybe a drizzle of olive oil, done. And Hasselback style, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's little slits down the slices of mozzarella that are, or down the cantaloupe, excuse me, that are then stuck with mozzarella mm. and basil. So that it's a so fun, cool. it's pretty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to throw something out there too, because you, as you said, you were surprised when I told you that Roland Oates had the St. Louis ribs yes. and I was too, because, you know, sometimes I, I go shopping and I know where certain things are and I'm on a mission. I got my list and I do try to look around, but I do, I definitely miss stuff because uh, months back we did salmon and yeah. I didn't know they had whole filet cuts of salmon either. Yeah. But that one I actually did spot in the store. But this time I was on the website and I was just browsing through and I'm like, ooh, look what I found. Well, but remember, I saw Jeffrey Jew and he had the salmon. Yeah, I know. How was that rolling? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and like Chef duck. Jeffrey Jew. We'll throw out that. <laughs> Opening linger soon. Right. Nothing to do with this segment. No, though. sorry, but I was just giving a <laughs> So, and I finally remembered to ask Ken Smith for a wine pairing too. Awesome. <laughs> he said, I'm loving chronology. 
a petite Syrah, also blend it with additional varietals, dark berry fruit on the palate with tame tannins, exotic spices, and a balanced finish. And he said, I've already picked up a couple of bottles uh, for, oh, for he's doing his own barbecue too. And he got it at Rolling Oats. Ta-da. Ta-da. Love it. We love it. Yeah. So again, we want to thank Rolling Oats for sponsoring the monthly recipe and Abby Allen for creating it and Ken Smith for the wine pairing. Check out stpetersburgfoodies.com for the St. Louis spare ribs with Hasselback cantaloupe. And don't go away. We'll be right back with Thomas Miller from Treasure Coast Foodie. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly, pimento cheese, and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah. I love that one, too. They actually call it the FGBLT. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good, too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for the fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads. Ooh, ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's so good. Man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 1030, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. Where can you find the freshest fish in St. Pete? Well, you can't get fresher than caught that day. That's what you'll find at Trophy Fish. The day boat special includes the fresh catch of the day, cooked how you want it, with your choice of two sides and a house-made sauce. They also have some incredible appetizers, like grilled street corn that's like crack, that stuff's so good, incredible grilled oysters, fresh fish spread, and much more. You will also find some options for the land lovers out there. All of this set in a setting that makes you feel serene and relaxed with your toes in the sand like a day at the beach. They like to call their concept Bait Shop Chic. So head on down to Trophy Fish where you can grab a boat drink from their full bar and fill your tummy with the freshest catch around. Trophy Fish is located at 2060 Central Avenue in the Grand Central District. They are open Wednesday through Friday at 5 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 12 to 3 for brunch and at 5 for dinner. Our guest today does some of the same types of things we do, like reviews of local independent restaurants. He also does restaurant awards like us, has a wine club, a dining club, and a whole lot more. Please welcome the Treasure Coast foodie. Thomas Miller. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you guys for having me. So you've been blogging for six and a half years. You've reviewed over 250 restaurants, but what did you do before that? Where are you from? What's a little bit of your background? Right. I was an IT guy for over 22 years. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a chef. That's why I think I'm into food today like I am, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I discovered how 
long the hours are and how bad the money is. <laughs> so I, I decided technology was where I needed to be. And I, I love technology and I still love technology, but food became very important the last few years. And that's why I kind of started blogging. But I started my career in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, we lived there for the majority of my life and I worked there as a field service tech for a medical IT company. So I'd go to clients' offices, we'd fix the old, install the new. And I did that for uh, 16 years and then became a tier two technical support person that helped those guys from the office. So you're very techie. Were you born Uh, in Fort Wayne? I was born in Flint, Michigan. My dad worked for General Motors, so we traveled around. As we moved, he moved to different cities, went to Dayton, Ohio. We then went to Fort Wayne. He helped start up a lot of the GM truck plants. Wow. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you move to Florida? We originally moved in 2009 to Jacksonville for a year. Okay. I went down for an IT job that didn't work out. My company called me and said they had an opening back in Indiana. So after moving to Florida one year ago, (laughs) we moved back to Indiana and I was there for about three and a half years. And then I said, I love Florida. I want to go back. Right. So it was one of those things that was very important. And we then went down to Vero and fell in love with it. And that's where we're at today. Cool. Very cool. So yeah. And just anybody that doesn't know, if you locally imagine highway 60 and just drive straight across to the east coast about three hours yeah you're in vero beach correct you you started out as vero beach foodie and that's that's when i noticed you i'm on instagram and i i noticed vero beach foodie on instagram i'm like oh look at this this looks kind of like what we do right and and i don't want to get into too many details on what other people do Mm -hmm. i don't want to offend anybody but there are a lot of Instagram food accounts, right? There's a lot of Facebook food accounts, but what we do is a little different and a little more unique in how we do it and how we run it like a business. And I, I noticed that you do it the same way. Absolutely. So I was like, Hmm, I'm going to contact this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when was that? Was that like yeah. a couple of years ago now? Maybe? I think so. Yeah. We kind of first made the connection at that point and obviously started following each other and, you know, love the content you guys do. And I hope you love what I do as well. Oh yeah. We do. Absolutely. And yeah. It's, it's very much like, like our reviews. It's local independent restaurants, Absolutely. No, no chains, more on the positive side. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not food critics. We, we say we're food writers. You say you're a food blogger, basically right. the same thing. Basically. Yeah. Yes. And then you, you were telling us last night why you transitioned from Vero Beach Foodie to the Treasure Coast Foodie because you, Vero Beach is much smaller than St. Pete. Right. So, Very small. So, we're talking like uh, when it's not in season, we're talking like 15,000, 16,000 people. Right. Where, you know, you guys are 250 to 300. So I have a very small, narrow niche market, as right. I like to say, but mm-hmm. we've got a lot of people that are passionate about food over there, too. Yeah, that's right. awesome. You are. Uh, one of the first in a long time in studio interviews We've yeah. been using Zoom because, you know, pandemic. And we had a couple, we had two. We had the, the deputy mayor because of all the security on their computer systems, she couldn't use Through Zoom. Through the city. She oh, wow. She couldn't use Zoom, so we had to have her come in. They tend to have that stuff locked down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there was Mickey from Mickey's Organics because he doesn't know how to use a computer. So, so he had to come in too. Quit making fun of Mickey. But he makes we great, love Mickey. But he makes great food. So. A lot of uh, restaurant owners and chefs don't know technology. No. Yeah, I run into that a lot. That. Yeah. We run into this a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. This morning I was so excited. I got an email and Lori's like, why are you so excited? I'm like, I asked Chef Susan Birdian to send me a good high quality headshot. And I, she actually did. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, chefs. We still love you because you make great food. And you work very hard at it. So you're here. 
because you decided, you contacted me and said, hey, I want to do a foodie weekend in St. Pete, and we're going to some of the places with you. So here's what's lined up, and you guys, listeners, will watch. We'll put a link up when the article comes out, but Thomas will be publishing an article on St. Pete yeah. in his foodie weekend. We're going to awesome. do a two-part article. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, you probably need two parts on that. So we started uh, Friday night. Uh, we had dinner at Teak at the new St. Pete Pier. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous up there. It was very windy, and there were a ton of people. So we didn't get to stay for sunset because too much wind, too many people. Yes. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I won't say what happened with the restroom. <laughs> Inside joke. Yes. <laughs> so then Saturday, you just had breakfast at, at second and second, several items that were good. You got thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fabulous. That uh, old fashioned French toast, old fashioned donut French toast. Oh, my God. That was amazing. That goes back to your childhood, kind of. Yeah, Grandpa used to keep the old-fashioned donuts in the freezer. You'd buy them in the freezer section. And it always, every time you go to Grandpa's house, grab one out of the freezer, and you'd gnaw on it when it's frozen. <laughs> and you get that a little bit of freezer burn, but you get that good, rich dough flavor out of it. And that's what I remember. Right. right. Oh, and don't forget, we made an impromptu stop last night as well to Park Shore Grill. We Give did. them a shout-out. Um, had a couple cocktails, and I had to order my favorite crab cake. Which it was, was pretty darn good. Right. It's really good, yeah. And... Uh, Chef Tyson was there, but he was there with his family having dinner. Yeah. And I said to him, well, I hope the food's good. He goes, I don't know. The chef's not here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve and Nancy Westfall were also there. We, yeah. Everybody was there we last night. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Raphael and Sarah. Yes. Owners Perrier. of Kawa Coffee. Yep. And also one of the owners of Second, second and Second. Second and Second. <laughs> Pretty cool. And after this, you're going to lunch at Nash's Hot Chicken. You're doing that solo, and I think you have a stop at Beans and Barler for some ice cream. Absolutely. This is their last weekend in that spot. Oh, wow. Okay. So hopefully it won't be too much of a jumble. Right. Uh, they're, they're moving to uh, Central Avenue to a really great Really location. great location. They're nice. going to kill it there. We're T- excited for Story. Tonight that's we're That's her all- name. Sorry, okay. The owner. Yeah, story. That's her actual name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And she is used there to a work- story behind that? And she, she used to- <laughs> Sorry. She used to work for Disney. Yeah. So it's oh, wow. fitting. Story Stewart. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And then tonight, we're all having dinner together at mm-hmm. Il Ritorno. We were just there recently for... Uh, the uh, watch party for, where for Chef David Benstock beat Bobby Flay, yeah, and he awesome. did. And we're going to have... We're gonna <laughs> I've have, heard that not many people beat Bobby Flay, right? so that's, a, that's an accomplishment in itself. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, right before him, Jonathan Waxman was on the episode prior. And he lost. And he lost. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. It was great. And then tomorrow, we're going to have Sunday brunch at Urban Stillhouse. Yes, excited about that so i just want to mention that your main website is treasurecoastfoodie.com but then you also do have content on verobeach.com visit indianrivercounty.com as well and then you have facebook groups just like we do correct and instagram mention those oh you you've also written for inside track almanac which is a print magazine with over twenty thousand copies distributed besides reviews you also do monthly foodie events correct yeah we do uh, monthly foodie meetups uh usually around 36 tickets uh we don't like to overwhelm the restaurant and also it kind of creates that exclusivity to a certain extent right Right. a lot of the places that we go to don't really have that much space there are a lot of small mom and pop restaurants Mm -hmm. uh, and like i said we don't want to overwhelm the kitchen we sell tickets to that event and we all get like a small plate of appetizers to taste Mm -hmm. as included with the ticket price so you get for more than your money of the ticket you're getting to taste all these different little appetizers so you get a little preview of their menu mm-hmm. obviously we still encourage them to you know buy alcohol drinks and and food of course it's not meant to fill them up but it's meant to give you a little overall taste of the menu 
You don't have to encourage us to buy alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he discovered that last night. (laughs) You guys didn't kill it that bad, so you're good. You weren't stumbling down the street, not using my shoulder or anything like that, so I think we were okay. Yeah, we're not usually like that. We'll try to do better today. Either that or you have a higher tolerance than I do. (laughs) We have a very high tolerance. I woke up with a headache this morning for what little I drank, but it it went away as soon as I got out of bed, so we're good. That's good. That's funny. Yeah, you got to be careful hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have zero tolerance. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, listeners, as we're talking about these f- monthly foodie events, we did have years ago, we did a few events here and there, but then they kind of fell by the wayside for us. So, if you're listening and you think we should do a St. Petersburg foodie event, let us know. If enough people say they want to do it, then we'll give it a shot. And we'll, and we'll get some more pointers off air from Thomas to make sure we do it right. <laughs> I can help you out with that. Yeah. yeah. And then there's different types of events that you do, too. You have chef's tables, there's pop-up restaurants, and there's dining in the dark. Hmm. It's a very interesting concept. It's like a reality show. (laughs) (laughs) Stick your finger in here and tell me what it is. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a few Instagram reels and TikToks like that. They do that, and then everybody freaks out. But we don't don't do that. It's food you eat every day. It's just experienced in a totally new way. And we're not, uh, we don't have the budget for the night vision goggles. So we get these (laughs) little masks that we ask the diners to put on right before the food is delivered. Mm -hmm. And then the food is brought out on a plate. And we tell them to kind of, you know, slide your hands in kind of you know towards the plate to feel where it's at and we give them a little direction like a clock face mm-hmm. okay the food's at nine and three so they kind of know at least where they're going but it encourages you to taste foods that you normally eat every day in a totally new way mm-hmm. because we eat with our eyes yeah when we look at that food you have an expectation what it's going to taste like when you see it mm-hmm. well we remove that sense of sight and then you taste it in a completely different way hmm. that's so interesting how often do you do that I've, I've done them before COVID. Okay. Um, I haven't done one in a while. Well, right. um, yeah, we have a very small market, so I kind of over-exhausted it. We did too many of them too quickly, and their numbers ah. dropped off. So I think probably maybe once every six months, mm-hmm. once a year is probably enough, at least in my market. You right, guys could right. probably kill it over here with as many people as you have. <laughs> it, it's a very interesting concept, and I mean, I, I think people are, are hungry for you know experiences yeah. like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I have to admit, when I first read this, I'm like, that's weird, man. I'm not doing that. But now that you've described it, I am actually intrigued. I am too. And I kind of want to try it, but not right now. I got the mask in the car. No, uh-huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. People are like, uh-oh, what are those masks for? You can just use your uh, face mask, you know, the COVID face mask. Just <laughs> put it over your eyes. Yeah. yeah. We, can, we can do it right here. What you got in the fridge? Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, the other day I went to uh, the shave cave here, you know, for a haircut, for a trim. And I walk in and, I, and I've been going there for years. And Julia behind the desk is like, yes, sir, how may I help you? I'm like, Julia, it's me. It's Kevin. She's like, oh, I haven't seen you without your mask in so long. (laughs) (laughs) I walked into the bank the other day and put one on and felt uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm going into a bank with a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. That just seems wrong. (laughs) So how do you decide which places to review and how do you go about doing your restaurant reviews? Um, I'd like to call it, I go fishing via Facebook Messenger. I just reach out to restaurants either through Instagram or Facebook, and I just tell them basically what I do, and if they're interested, to contact me. And, you know, you don't hear from everybody. Restaurants are busy. They're not always on social media. There are the exception, of course, you guys know. Mm -hmm. You'll reach out to somebody, you'll hear right back from them. Otherwise, it could be a month or two before you hear back. But I like to say I just go fishing and then kind of say, hey, are you guys interested? I'd love to come try your food. Cool. Cool, yeah. 
Yeah, we, we do that as well. We also, I mean, I watch Facebook and Instagram. I see who's new opening. We So we try to stay on top of uh, what's new, but also what's maybe not new, but popular. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. And you also do your own Golden Fork Awards. Yes, I started that probably four years ago, maybe, and I started it out as an article only. And I feature the top 10 best dishes I tasted over the last year, and then I pick a chef and a restaurant of the year. So 12 different restaurants are featured during this article. And right before COVID hit, I wanted to do an actual event where I bring all these restaurants together, sell tickets, have an amazing tasting. And it was on February 3rd of 2020, right before you know everything hit the fan. And uh, sold out crowd, 200 people. Uh, we did it at Walking Tree Brewery. They got a great event space right in front of their brew tanks. It was fabulous, and uh, everybody loved it. Now, we did do a uh, people's choice, and I got many little plastic golden forks. Cool. And the guests got to vote for their favorite of the night and drop it in a little cylinder on the table. So it kind of you know got the guest interaction going, but everybody loved it. It was very successful, and I'm hopefully going to bring it back for 2022. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's fun with the forks. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. It happened with us, but unfortunately, ours was planned for after COVID dropped. Right. So we had the St. Petersburg Foodies Restaurant Awards, and we were so excited. We just got all all the ducks in a row. Everything had just fallen into place, and then the shit hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah, and, we, we, and then back then, since nobody knew anything, we actually said, okay, can we get some alternate dates like in May? And yeah. Yeah, yeah we, had, we were planned for April, and then, yeah. you know, we're figuring it flying by the seat of our pants. I'm like, okay, give us an alternate date in, in May. Give me one in June and we'll see where we are with that. And then we're like, okay, never mind, It's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to get any bad press because I really wanted to do it again. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it this spring, but you know, people complain, you know, super spreader events and things yeah, of yeah, that yeah, sort. Yeah. I was looking, I actually had an outdoor venue that would hold up to like 200 people. So I thought maybe that would be better, but I, I just didn't want to get any bad press from it. So I just decided article only this year and we'll bring it back for 2022 we decided that as well i had a lot of people asking me is the event going to happen this year right um they were really excited about it they enjoyed it last year and i just like i said i just decided to to put it on pause for the time being yeah we had we made the same call because nobody knew we were going to be where we are now right yeah but as far as where we are now as long as we stay on the same path we know we're good for for next year yes yeah absolutely so we're going to take a quick break we'll come back and talk about some other stuff like the wine club and your new project that we just got to see, which is really exciting. Really cool, yes. We'll be right back in two minutes. Don't go away. Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, 
and the hearty proteins were just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booya? We are back! We are back! We are back with Thomas Miller from the TreasureCoastFoodie.com. And you do a lot of cool stuff. We already talked about the reviews and the the awards. You also have a dining club and a monthly wine club. Tell us about that. Yeah, I started the Saver Club um, a couple of years ago, I think 2019, April. And uh, I wanted to be able to offer my members and followers a way to save money when they dine out at local restaurants. You see coupons for McDonald's and, you know, all the big chains, but I wanted to give them an opportunity to have, you know, local people here dine at local restaurants and save a little bit of money. So it's kind of developed over the past couple of years. I had a separate website for it. And during COVID shutdown, I decided to basically combine that with my new blog website that I created for a one-stop shop because... Now people don't have to go to two different sites to read my reviews and then also save on those restaurants. They just go to the one website, sign up, five bucks a month, $60 a year. It's really inexpensive. It helps support the website. It helps support me doing all the content I love to do. Plus they get the discounts at all these local places. Say say what the cost is again? Five bucks a month. Okay, so check it out. I mean, we love St. Pete, obviously, and there's a lot of great choices here, but people are also wanting to get out of town. If you wanna do just a quick drive across to the East Coast from the West Coast, five bucks you can you can sign up and cancel because it is a recurring charge but you just log into your account to the membership dashboard and then just go in there and cancel your membership and it'll end you know and won't charge you further so five bucks for you know a lot of places offer 15 percent like the crab stop for example they have 15 percent off you're going to probably drop close to 100 bucks or more. Their largest seafood bowl is $150. Wow. So right, right there, you're well over what, like $20 savings right, just for right. one visit and you paid $5 for that membership. Yeah, that's it's a killer deal. If you eat out often, it adds up very quickly. Sure. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. And how, how does the monthly wine club work? I paired up uh, or partnered with a local restaurant called uh, Cilantro British Market and Cafe. And they- Lori loves that name. <laughs> I wouldn't be going there. <laughs> Are you not British or don't like British stuff? No, or? it's cilantro. Oh, okay. Well, it's spelled with an S. Oh. It's kind of a cool play on words. You've seen That's the cool. like cilantro meatballs or whatever in the grocery store. Right. Well, they, they do it with an S. Um, yeah, with an S. So they don't make everything with cilantro. No, they do not. <laughs> okay. It's just because we're close to the C and you know cilantro, yeah. the spelling, and it's just oh, a cool. clever play on okay. words. They're a British Got market, it. so a lot of their stuff is all British. Now I love British food, actually. Nice. Okay, you would love this place. Then. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they sell, serve wine. They do wine and tapas events every month, and I pitched the idea to do a Wine of the Month Club with them, and they love the idea. So we've got you know members that can join uh, $15 a month for one bottle all the way up to $60 per month for four bottles. Mm-hmm. And that four bottle per month includes a ticket to their wine and tapas event, which is $20. Mm-hmm. So right there, you're saving off the $60, 20 bucks. So it brings the bottle up 
per bottle price down to $10 per bottle, wow. which is yeah. an extremely great deal because these wines, they're very high quality wines and a lot of them are organic. Mm-hmm. Nice. So they've got a lot of great choices. So anyone here could actually join the wine club as well, right? If you want to drive across the state oh, to pick they up your wine. So there's no delivery. No delivery. Yeah. Oh, the okay. customers got actually it. the customers actually drive to the restaurant and that's kind of one of the other perks. It brings is them it in. brings them in to, to see the market mm-hmm. or try the food or right. they do a lot of take home dishes. They do a lot of keto. They do a lot of uh, paleo style mm-hmm. dishes, mm-hmm. low carb stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can grab your wine and grab dinner too at the same time. There yeah. you go. And what's really interesting about that is if you think back to our we had a couple interviews with uh, Laura Riley. Mm-hmm. The, the last one we had with her uh, during pandemic, she was talking about how she's know, the t- she was our Tampa Bay Times food critic. Oh, okay, for yeah. many years. Gotcha. She's now in uh, D.C. working for the Post. Nice. Washington Post, yeah. yeah. But she was saying, and, and this was widely reported too, how when the pandemic started changing everyone's habits and people are doing all this online shopping. Granted, you do have, if you're on Amazon, they'll say other people that bought this also bought that, but it's still not the same thing as like, okay, I'm going to go pick up my bottle of wine. And then I see, Oh, look at that. Right. I want to try that. Mm -hmm. Ooh, look at that. Mm -hmm. When you're seeing food, like in real food in front of you, not a picture of it. Right. Right. It's, it's really cool. And we find stuff and then we're like, but that we would have never found. Right. And we want to have these new experiences and find new things. So go in there to get your wine. There you go. Yeah. Right. You got that. So let me ask you, is it, do they feature like a certain bottle that you have to get or can you pick and choose? Usually the way it works, if you're a one bottle subscriber per month, they rotate between white and a red. Okay. If you do two, obviously you're going to get white and a red. If you do the four bottles per month, you're going to get a white, you're going to get a red, you're going to get a rosé, and you're going to get a sparkling. Nice. Oh, cool. So a nice, nice overview kind of, um, you know, and it's different every month, of course. And and it's basically their, the restaurant itself or the market selection? Yes. The, okay. the two owners, Chef and uh, the, the husband and wife team, uh, Jane and Michael, uh, they choose the wines. They, they've paired up with a wine rep and he comes to their wine and tapas events. And the wines from that event are totally different from what you're going to subscribe to. Right, right. So you can come and enjoy wines at that event, taste up to six different wines. And then if you are a subscriber, you get totally different wines, you know, to take home and enjoy so for the month. So it's a great way to open people's minds and their palates to different things they might not select on their own. Absolutely. That's one of the things I love about doing the restaurant reviews because I let the chef drive. Right, right. I, you know, if I have to pick something on a menu, if it's got artichokes in it or if it's got broccoli, which is my crypto. Yeah. Tonight, I hate broccoli. <laughs> Don't serve me broccoli. I'll push it to the side, but uh, it opens up your palates to things you may not try, right. especially with the wines, because, you know, yeah. you may... I don't like that bottle or I don't like that label. You know, a lot of people choose wines that way. But if you get it as part of the club, you're going to crack it open, try it, maybe become your new favorite. Right, right. And we've had that happen. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to do a Dining in the Dark event with you and give you broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I will unfollow you. <laughs> That's funny, honey. <laughs> okay. If it's raw broccoli, we're done. If you, give, just me, if you give me cilantro, I would kill you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's and so funny. then you'd have to give me liver. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. So you brought a little thumb drive with you. And I did. we got to watch this video about eight minutes, right? About eight minutes for the first episode, yes. So your latest and greatest and very exciting project, and I mean, we were, I have to, Totally not exaggerating at all. We were blown away. This could totally be on TV, so that's your next mission. Get it I on hope TV. so. And the reason, one reason why is because you, the guy who shot with you is from, he shoots for Discovery. 
Right. He's the East Coast producer for Discovery Channel. He does a lot of filming for them. He'll turn the footage over to them and let them edit it. But after the shoot with the restaurants, he headed to North Carolina to shoot, uh, I think it's called in- uh, Impossible Engineering. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was filming some military aircraft, like the Ospreys. Have you seen wow. those? They, mm-hmm. they take off vertical and then yeah. the, the yeah, blades yeah. turn forward yeah. and they fly like an airplane. Yeah. yeah. So his quality of work blew me away. I, I first discovered him years ago and I joked with him. I said, if we ever have the opportunity in the future, this was like three years ago, to do a foodie show. I said, you're my guy. Mm-hmm. And it actually happened. So so, he, so, awesome. so he's local to you and you just happened to meet him in town? He is local to Vero Beach. We did, a local businessman did a uh, business marketing summit and he was part of that summit where okay. I first met him. And uh, I've just kind of kept in touch with him, followed his work. He does a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the title of it is Holy Grail Eats, and this episode comes out new, our our podcast episode comes out new on June 1st, Yes, and then this is two or three days later? June 4th, Friday, and then uh, there are a total of three episodes, two restaurants featured per episode, and they will be released each additional episode every other, other week, so every two weeks. So I think it's like June 18th and July 2nd, if my dates are correct. Okay, and to make it easy for everyone... If you're listening and you want to check it out, and you should, it's really awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's very professionally just done. Just don't tell us we need to do it for here because it's too much work and we don't have that guy from Discovery. But <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll be linking. We're going to give you some link love, so we'll put post links in our Facebook groups and on our personal Facebook and, and whatnot to the episodes because they're they're just excellent. Yeah, thank you. The thank you to visit Indian River County, the Chamber of Commerce over there. They're the tourism division. I've been writing for them for quite a while, and I just thought take a chance and pitch the idea to them and they loved it and they decided that they wanted to move forward uh, with filming these episodes. That's awesome. As it turns out, it's not really possible to make TV quality content with no money. (laughs) I offered to shoot it with my cell phone just to get it off the ground, but uh, they had other ideas. So so, yeah, so shout out to uh, visit Indian River County Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Thank them for that. So tell us the format of the of the show it's uh, a similar I, I tell people it's similar to a diners drive-ins and dives i think just a little higher it, higher totally, yeah. level not as not as comedic you yeah, know i mean right. guy's got yeah, a great yeah, personality yeah. he does a fantastic job with his shows he's a little funnier than i am i'm keeping it a little bit more serious mm-hmm. um, but it's similar in format to that you know we feature the restaurants we uh showcase you know the inside the outside we go into the kitchen with the chef and he shows us how to make the holy grail dish nice yeah that was we were getting hungry watching. We that. were. <laughs> you get a little behind the scenes, but they're not allowing all the secrets. Of course, you know I pry a little bit on future episodes and say, "Hey, what's in that rub spice mix?" That, right. You know you're rubbing on the ribs there, and uh, he says, "I can't tell you that. That's my secret." <laughs> right. So, I hear that you are very particular about your butter. Oh yes. Kerrygold. It used to be Kerrygold. And now. Plugra. Uh, I tried that. I don't like it. Presidente? Okay. Yes. <laughs> ah, I knew I was going to get that. Kerrygold is very good. It's very yellow because of the grass-fed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think President Butter is grass-fed, but it has this richness. It has this creamy texture to it that's mm-hmm. beyond anything I've ever tasted, and it's salty. It's got that really salty flavor. So I, like, putting that on I like salted butter as well. Some nice yeah, yeah. toasted bread, you know, like some crusty bread, mm-hmm. and smear that mm-hmm. on there. It is just to die for. Now, I... I eat four eggs every day, and it's cooked in butter. It's nice. cooked in the president butter. Nice. I well, love I love eggs too. We're I gonna eat. have to get all three and do a taste test now. 
we are. Because I really d- didn't notice that much of a difference, but I wasn't putting them side by side. Right. You need to do them side by side. Yeah. And I think president will come out on top. Interesting. Maybe we do. And blind. Maybe we do it with uh, some sliced radish and salt. Too. Yeah, we learned to do that. Have you ever tried it? I haven't. Yeah, we, we were at a chef's cooking event that where this chef was doing, doing a, how many people were, you tell that one. I don't remember. How oh, I don't know. There's it. maybe uh, two dozen people there and it was like, he was giving instructions on it how to chef, make a dish. Chef Ivan. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we started off with a snack with some champagne. Yep. Uh, like thin sliced radish, like little coins, and you put and you butter put, on top. Put the butter salt. and sprinkle a little salt. Really, I don't oh. think it was salted butter. You wouldn't have had to put the salt on. Right, it, right, right. But that turns out it's a very common snack. We it just is. didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And I found on uh, I forget which website, but they have a thing where that you take you make radish butter. So you take the radishes, the salt, and the butter, and you. Kind whip it together. Whip it up, yeah, yeah. Blend it up and make like a spread with it. Would you cook that radish? Because the radish being so hard, it's like a, like a yikama, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like that crunchy like an apple, but mm-hmm. like no flavor. I don't see how that would blend in there. Yeah, I think raw. Yeah. I think really? it would be raw. I, yeah. I have it printed out. I gotta, I'm, I'm going to try it next week. That'd be interesting. So I'll let you know. <laughs> so again, the website is treasurecoastfoodie.com. Also, if you enjoy going on Facebook, you'll find some nice uh, food porn on the Treasure Coast Foodie Group. There's also the Treasure Coast Foodie at Home, just like we have our home cooking group. Correct. And then there's the page, the Treasure Coast Foodie and Saver Club. Correct. That's my uh, Facebook business page. Mm -hmm. You can also find me on Instagram uh, at the Treasure Coast Foodie. Mm -hmm. That's a great place to see a lot of content there. I do a lot of the new reels, which are basically TikTok for Instagram. Right. Uh, I did one this morning for breakfast, so we'll see how the how well that's doing. The the views vary anywhere from 500 to 2,500. I haven't figured out the formula yet, but I kind of enjoy doing them. They're kind of a nice short form video. Yeah. You know, add a little music to it. It's kind of fun. Nice. Yeah, we're kind of in the same place. I'm like, okay, how come this video got like 10 views and this one got like a thousand? So you already right. did one this morning that you already yeah. posted? Wow. Awesome. Yeah, right from the restaurant table. I just did a quick little, you know, pan of the food and throw a little breakfast music against it. And yeah, it's already <laughs> uploaded and we'll have to see how many views it's gotten already. Interesting. Cool. Wow. Thomas Miller, thank you so much. Guys, yes, thank you thank so much. You. And thank you for all the time you put in, you know, scheduling all my foodie visits, the phone calls, you know, everything you guys did. Very much appreciated. Invoices in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, thanks, Thomas. Thank you. Okay, don't go away. We will be right back with some new information for you. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. New on the website is a review of a new burger joint on St. Pete Beach called Burger-ish. They describe themselves as St. Pete's newest premier burgery with a Latin Caribbean fusion twist. Can't wait to try that. Sounds good. You'll find that and more on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Next week on the show, our guest is Christine Cutler. She is the president of the International Food, Wine, and Travel Writers Association, and she is also an expert on Italian food. If you want to get in touch, drop us an email at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Thomas Miller and Abby Allen. And thanks to our sponsors, Trophy Fish, Dats, Rolling Oats, The Zest Podcast, Noble Crust, Booyah Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number 9. nine.
Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. So I'm here in Marathon, Florida, down in the Keys. You're going to dig this. Herbie's Bar and Chatterhouse.